Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah. Um, living holy in the night. On the Good morning, good morning. This is uh, Pastor Evangelist First Lady Danielle. It is so good to come to you this December 10th, 2019, Teaching Tuesday. I pray that you're having a blessed day today, and the state that I'm in is raining, and it's probably cold, and then like a couple of days ago, it was warm and beautiful, you know, so Lord have mercy, Jesus, that's how the weather is. It goes up and down, and some days it's leveled off, and you know, in the wintertime, you'll see like 50 degrees for like the whole month. But then sometimes in the wintertime, spring, summer, and fall, those uh, seasons will change. And I'm reminded of a word that says seasons will change. It won't always be this way, you know, but things change. And then things come to pass. They come in our lives to pass away from our life. They come into our life. First of all, they've already possibly been there dormant. So God allows them to come into our life so they can pass out of our life, pass away from our life, so we can live a better life, so we can live a life that Christ has ordained for his people to live. Now, before I go into the message, I'm going to play a song, Trinity Trinity 5-7, God's Grace. I'll be right back. Call family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, um, tune in to Blog Talk Radio, the good news of the glorious gospel. You are in for a treat. God has given me a wonderful word for the body of Christ, a wonderful word for even people that are not saved, even people that are not in the body of Christ. So tune in. I'll be right back. Trinity 5-7, God's grace.
All right, all right. Hallelujah. That's Trinity 5-7, God's Great. I tell you, that's a um, rather older song, and I just happened to stumble on that blessing of song, and it is so wonderful. Truly, God's grace and mercy keeps us every day, the grace of God. I was just praying and talking to God, you know, praying uh, in my understanding and saying, if I didn't need to be saved, if I did not need to walk right, then Jesus wouldn't have died. Then the grace of God would not be upon my life or yours or anyone else's that's still yet walking the face of, of the earth. It is God's grace and mercy that we are not consumed. And I'm just grateful for, for God. I'm thankful that when I enter in, he is not going to say, enter in thou good and perfect servant. But he's going to say to me, Enter thou in, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the rest and the peace of God. And when he will say, depart from me, thou worker of iniquity, I never knew you. It's going to be because when God shares with, not me, but with you, to do something and you don't obey, that allows God to not know you. You're like a bastard child. Forgive my language. I know this is my good news of the glorious gospel show, but I'm going to keep it R-E-A-L, real. When you don't do what God tells you to do and you're not an obedient child, you are a bastard. You are not uh, in the lineage to inherit the things that the sons of God will inherit from obedience. So if God is telling you to do something or not to do something and you willfully continue to walk in that way, when you stand before God alone, and not with anybody else, not with any sisters, not with any brothers, not even with any uh, weaknesses, any sicknesses, any illnesses, none of that. You will stand before God alone. And when he says and opens the book of life to see if you've done the things that he's told you to do, and he's going to say, for those of you that are disobedient in the word of God, the will of God, not your will, but the will of God, being disobedient in the will of God, you, he, you will stand before God and he will say, depart from me, thou worker of iniquity. He will say, I never knew you because you were not one of his sons. You were a disobedient child and God doesn't know disobedient ways. He knows ways of obedience. Now, that was just the appetizer. I felt God leading me to minister, minister that to someone this morning. That's not what God has given me to minister on, but that is absolutely food for thought. And that's something that God gave me a few years ago when he says, depart from me, thou worker of iniquity. I never knew you. What the Holy Ghost gave me was never knew those people that he's going to have to part is because they never did the will of God. They never did what God told them to do. They were not known of God. You know, God knows uh, his and, and uh, another we won't follow. God knows us. Those of, those of us that are his, he knows us. So, and those of us that are his follows his way. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to always meet the mark and we're going to always get it right every day, every minute of the day, every second of the minute. That is not true. Actually, that is undoable. That is impossible, even with the Holy Ghost, because we are people. We are fallible people. We are people prone to mistakes. 
We are people prone to misunderstandings. We are pre- people prone to some things that other people may have. We are prone to lacking in understanding, lacking in love, lacking in mercy, lacking in care. So because of those lacks in being in our flesh, we may stumble sometimes. But you know what the word tells me? The word tells me that a righteous man may fall. Let me get that word. I want to I make sure it says may and not will because that's the difference. Um, a righteous man may fall seven times. But the Lord upholds him, T-O-E, righteous man. But the wicked fall into sin. And let me make sure I got that right. So like I was saying, we may not always meet the mark. We may not, may not always do what God is requiring, us, requiring of us to do in his word because of being fleshly people. But if you're doing it willfully, that's the difference. Proverbs 10, tw- I'm sorry. Let me calm down. I tell you, I am so excited with God. God is just so awesome. He is so awesome with his love and his kindness and his favor and the way that he does things. And we have to be a people that don't walk in our emotions. We have to be a people that doesn't even allow other people to cause us to walk in our feelings and in our emotions. We have to be a strong people. A, a strong set, S-E-A-T, of people that we don't even allow other people to pull the weaknesses of our flesh out on us and use our own weapon against us. That is a weapon, being uh, fleshly and sometimes being um, too kind or, or too soft or too gentle. Even though the Bible says about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and gentleness, and kindness, sometimes the enemy will turn that around as a weakness and use it against God's people. So we have to guard our loins with truth. In our loins are where certain things, uh, God has given certain things to rest. And, and those emotions have to be guarded with truth. Okay, so here we go. Proverbs 12, 10 through 16. A righteous man, that's not it. Okay, that's not it. Hold on, I apologize. Um, the Bible says a righteous man falleth. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 24 and 16. My son, okay, let's see. For a just man falleth seven times. Okay, it didn't say for a just man might fall seven times. It didn't say, for a just man will fall seven times. Point blank, flat. For a just man, that's mankind, this is the word of God. I am reading from Proverbs 24 and 16, and I believe this is a scripture from David. And we know David was a man after God's own heart. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But, and that but means however, the wicked shall fall into mischief, and mischief is evil wickedness. Let me let me define the word mischief, and this is not even my lesson. I tell you, God is so good. This is the leading of the Holy Ghost, and I, I thank God for the Holy Ghost, and I thank God for being led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, I just appreciate God for his kindness and his favor toward me. So mischief is playful misbehavior or troublemaking especially in children. 
It says especially in children, and some grown people can be children. Just because you are the age of 62 or 69 does not make you an adult. A number, I'm I'm, 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 I'm digress. I kind of got some fire in me. Because you have a number, which is an age, number of ages does not make you an adult. Just because you have birthdays after birthdays after birthdays does not make you an adult. An adult is the way you think. That's what makes even young people, 30-year-old people, that when you see them, you're like, you know, an old soul is what they say. What it is is an old way of thinking, an old way of way, the way they carry themselves. So especially in children, which can also be adults, is the way that you think. That's what differentiates an adult from a child. It's the thought life. So let's go back to mischief. Mischief is a playful misbehavior or troublemaking. That's what happens to the wicked when they fall. They fall into making trouble, troublemakers. God, I thank you. So we rejoice not. When the enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn his wrath away from them, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious of the wicked. Why? Let's go to verse uh, 17 of Proverbs. Uh, Lest the Lord see it. Fret not thyself because of the evil man, neither be thou envious at the wicked, for there shall no reward to the evil man be. For there shall be no reward to the evil man, and man is mankind. The candle of the wicked shall be put out, and the candle is the light. Now, the light could be life, which is in God, or life in living, naturally. The Bible says the candle of the light shall be put out of the wicked. My son, fear thou the Lord. When it says son and his daughter, uh, mankind. Fear thou the Lord and the king, which is God, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamities shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of a person's judgment. Okay, so there again, I'm ministering on righteousness and and being a human and how sometimes we as humans, you know, we may err, but because we're righteous in our hearts, not in our ways, but in our hearts, because our ways sometimes don't line up with our hearts. And our our heart doesn't line up with our ways, but God knows the heart of a man. And the Bible says on Proverbs 12, 10 through 16, a righteous man, I'm sorry, um, Proverbs 24 and 16, for a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. And that was just not for a righteous man may fall seven times, a righteous man could fall seven times. A righteous man will fall. It didn't say that. It said, for a just man falleth seven times. So that lets me know that a just man, justified in God, and I'm not 
Let me make this clear. I am not condoning falling. I am not condoning sinning. I am not condoning error willfully and knowing you are sinning against God. I am not and I will never, <clears throat> let me make that clear, ever condone that. Being a born-again Christian, saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled, I am not condoning that. And I will never condone it. If you know you're doing wrong and you do it to you, it is sin. And, and death lieth at the door through sin. So I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying being in the fleshly Bible uh, bodies that we're in, we are prone to sinning and are making mistakes in our errors. But the good thing is we rise again because God knows our heart. Now, let me get in my teaching. Before I do that, guest call-in number is 516-387-1994. 516-387-1994. Call in, let me know um, how well the um, program is blessing you, any uh what is the scriptures that you want, to, uh, want me to expound on, any prayers you need, any praise reports that you want to give, don't hesitate to call in and let let's, uh, let the listening audience hear and know about your praise reports, um, let the listening audience hear and know what you need, prayer with and for. You know, the Bible says that we're helpers, helpers one to another and how we need one another. And how the body is fitly joined together, compacted with that that each joint supplies, that we may edify the body in itself in faith. So we need one another, you know. Thank you, Jesus, in the goodness of God. All right, so here we go. Let's go to Romans. And I want to share with you also that when I come to you on Teaching Tuesdays, I come straight out of the Word of God. I don't come out of Danielle's heart. I don't come from Danielle's mind. It's the word of God, excuse me, that is hit in my heart. And if I got a word or two that's missing, then I can't quite remember. I'll need you guys to hold on for a second and I'll keep talking because I'll have to look it up. I don't want and will not minister the word without it being not verbatim, but close, if not similar to what the word says. Okay, so when you tune in to Teaching Tuesdays, have your Bible, either through your phone, your um, uh, computer, when you're at work, your laptop, um, always come with the Word of God. Any version is fine. I like King James, Ver- King James Version. A new international version is great. Uh, English is the second uh, version. That's good. Just whatever um, is best for you to understand, just make sure that the scriptures are not being taken out of the context. I will never stop saying that. Uh, if you have to understand the word of God in a different way other than King James Version, that is absolutely fine. Just don't get a version that's taking away from what the writer is writing. Okay, so here we go. Romans, Romans 1 and 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, the devil is a lie, I don't do wickedness, (laughs) maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, 
without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. These are they that are that don't want to retain the knowledge of God within their hearts and minds. Now let's let's go into that. Let's do some. Let's expound on that. God gave that to me um, actually last night on the hardening of the heart. Um, let me read it in a new, a different version. That was King James version. Let me read it in the NIV. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile, it wasn't worthy to retain the knowledge of God. So God gave them over to a depraved mind. That's what reprobate means, depraved. Will do anything at any time for anybody, God Almighty, because they did not retain the knowledge, which is the word of God. God turned them over to a mind to do any anything. I was gonna say flipping. I want you I want the listening audience to understand that. If I ever come, it'll be flipping, and that's the word that God gave me. So that they do what they ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, every kind of evil, every kind of greed and depravity. They are full of envy. They murder, strife, always striving back and forth, arguing. The Bible says that um, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be patient and gentle and apt to teach. If we're servants of the Lord, we're not supposed to be striving. We're supposed to be patient and gentle and apt to teach. Deceit and malice they are. They are gossipers, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. God Almighty, the Bible speaks on how sometimes they lay on their bed all night until they come up with a way to uh, to get the righteous, to turn the righteous away. They 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 cannot fall asleep. I tell you, I am just excited about the word of God. They cannot and will not fall asleep until they have come up with a scheme to come against the righteous. That's the word. So they invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding in the word of God, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous, these are people, too, that have known God once and have decided to turn from the ways of God. Decree that those which do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these things, very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Now, that's what I was saying just earlier. I do not condone any of this. I don't approve of it. I don't appreciate it. When I know it, I don't walk with it. I don't talk with it. This is what I do. I drop it like a hot potato. I drop it flipping like a hot potato, and I'll talk about it. I'm going to just say it. God help me. I'll talk about it like to God all the way till it hits the ground. I don't do evil intentionally. And the Bible speaks about the heart. Excuse me. It happens because of the heart. And let's read about that. This is Ephesians 4 and 17 through 23. Let's go uh, to the Bible. Um, there again, if you guys have a, a word of exhortation, a prayer, um, if you have um, a praise report, 
if you have a scripture that you want me to minister on the next Teaching Tuesday or a song that you want to hear the next Teaching Tuesday, do call in 516-387-1994. Okay, so here we go. Ephesians 4, 17 through 23. The old life, which is what they're living, these are people that choose not to retain the knowledge of God in their minds and in their brains. They're living the old life. But the new life is what the what Ephesians is telling the saints to do. Let's go to it. Ephesians 4 and 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity, the vain imaginations of their minds. Hallelujah. I've been in God for a long time. And I'm now coming to the realization and the understanding. And it's not an easy thing to do, but God said we can do all things that renew my mind. Hallelujah. And to let the mind of Christ be in me. I'm now coming to that place. I'm now walking in that room of having my mind changed. And having it renewed to the word of God. Okay, so let's keep going. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk no more as other Gentiles walk in the vain imagination of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. When I read that, I'm like, blind heart. I don't hear much about a blind heart. I hear a lot about blindness, like Helen, who she was blind, the, the lady that did the movie. Um, and uh, we see a lot, you know, blind people with the sticks and everything and the dark glasses. So we know the eyes can be blind. But when God brought me to this word last night about a blind heart, listening audience, that almost floored me. That God, I thank you. You know, the the just the excellency that's in the Word of God is awesome. God, I thank you. And I'm going to expound on a blind heart. A blind heart is a hard heart. A blind heart is a heart that you live your old life to. That's a hard heart. That's a hard heart. That's a heart. I'm coming down. Well, you have not allowed God to come in there and take those that stony heart out and give you a heart of flesh. That's what a blind heart is. A blind heart is a hard heart. That's all it is to it. And some people think hardness is is a is a badge of honor, or being hard is um, a good way to be. But I'm going to share something with you. Be you male and are female. A hard heart, being tough and strong, being tough is not the way of God. It's not the way God wants us to be. God said, he, t- he said to us, Jesus, he said, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. He said, for those 
of us that are burdened and heavy laden. And you're burdened and heavy laden because of your hardness of your heart. You're burdened because of your heart and the ways that you've done. And you're heavy laden because of being hard. But if we can just put those things, if you could just drop that hardness just long enough for the Holy Ghost to touch that heart, I'm going to share something with you. Humility and meekness far succeed being hard. People think humility and meekness is weakness. I've been on both sides. I prefer being meek and humble. That is a far better way. And there's a saying of the world that you catch more bees with honey. But the Bible tells us in the Beatitudes that being meek, we're going to inherit the earth. That's what the Bible says meekness will cause us to do, is to inherit the earth. And the earth is the dry places of the world. That's land. That's what the earth is. So I'm going to talk to those of you that think being hard and being tough, especially women. Y'all got to drop that flipping doggone thing because I look good. So you have someone in your in, in your atmosphere, and they come in gentle and soft, and, you know, they're not trying to be foo-foo. They're not trying to be better than you. They're being the word of God. They're actually being who God has created them to be. And I would admonish you to take heed to that person. For at the end of that person, Jesus Christ is life. He said, learn of me, Matthew. He said, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Okay, so uh, Ephesians 4, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, the hardness of their heart. They are alienated from the life of God. And in, life, in God's life is peace and joy and happiness. And who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all ungodliness with greediness. That flipping greed, I tell you, that thing will kill you. <laughs> greed don't look good, it don't smell good, and it's not good. Let me get the definition of greed. I'm a teacher ordained by God. Um, I did not go to a, a greed, greed, G-R-E-D. I didn't go to a seminary. God didn't need me that way. I didn't get um, hands laid on, you know, by the pastor and, and the whole ordination thing. I didn't go through that. God did this uh, of his own power and his own hand and his, his own purpose for my life. And so I am... A, a teacher called by God and saying that to say that when I speak a word, I must get and give you an understanding on that word. That's what teachers do. We're part of the fivefold ministry and we teach the word of God that the body may be fitly joined together and grow together in love and in faith. Okay, so here we go. Greed. It's an intense and selfish desire for something especially wealth, power, or food. Now, this is what the Bible says about it. Who, being past feeling, 
have given them past the feeling of what's right and what's wrong because their heart is blind, heart is hard, having been past feeling from what's right, have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness, with an intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, or food. Greed don't look good, I'm going to tell you. Let me share something with you. I'm going to give you a testimony about myself. This was years ago. I was asked to minister at a church. They were having a women's ministry. And I was sitting on stage uh, behind the pulpit with some other women that were ministering. And I had eaten before, and I got excessively full. I got, like, greedily full. I was stuck. That's what greed will do, too. It'll it'll make you stuck. You'll be stuck. No, No capacity for nothing else. Just stuck. Excuse me. I was sitting behind the stage and I felt it being stuffed. And then the word came greed. I said, God, I can't do that. I said, Lord, I will never, ever have that greedy spirit. I rebuked it sitting right there on the pulpit quietly. I rebuked the spirit of greed off of my life. It don't feel good. Being selfish doesn't feel good. Glory to God. Indifference is what greed is. It doesn't feel good. I felt horrible, and I was getting ready to minister. And God delivered me right there on the, on the pulpit on the stage. But ye have not so learned Christ, if you're doing these things. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus Christ. Because if so, if you had been taught by Christ and heard by Christ, you wouldn't be doing those things. That ye put all Concerning the former conversation, the old man, that's those that are gossiping, backbiting, malice, God-haters, jealous, envy, uh, inventors of evil things. That's the old life. That's what we used to do, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. It's corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed. Me just saying that word just blessed my soul. Being renewed. Let's look that up. Let's see what does renewed mean. I thank God for his word. Being renewed. Okay. Having been resumed or reestablished or revived. Who don't want to be revived? God, I thank you. Let me help you. Being revived is like coming alive again. Because being hardened in your heart, darkened and alienated, puts you in darkness. You're not revived. You're dead. Being in sin. Okay, so revived, the definition means, God, I thank you, to bring back to life our consciousness. To give new health, new strength, and a new spirit to, to restore us back to our back to the ways of God. There's a song that I remember that I would sing. I mean, I get it because I feel I feel the power of God resonating in my soul. God, I thank you. Being renewed, new life in the spirit. There's a song that I used to sing. 
What would I know about being restored if I never lost my place? What would I know about his mercy if I hadn't gotten out of grace? Restoration has finally come. I've been restored back to my place in God. What would I know about being restored if I never lost my place? What would I know about his mercy if I hadn't gotten out of grace? Restoration has finally come. I've been restored back to my place in God. I tell you, listening audience, when I heard that song years ago, it just blessed my soul, and it still blesses my soul to today. God is so good. So we're talking about walking in the old life, of greediness and backbiting and gossiping and hating of God's God and, and inventors of evil to walking in the new life. Now, let me share with you what the new life is, okay? And ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I'm going to say that again. And that ye, okay, so when you read the word, you read the word for you. When you read the word, you put whatever your name is. If your name is Cheryl, then you put, and that Cheryl put the new man, which after God is created, which is after God, which after God, which after God, not man, which after God is created, is created, is created in righteousness, in righteousness and true holiness. So when Whomsoever, you, me, and or whoever reads the word of God, we are to put ourselves in there. We are not to, when you hold a mirror up, let me help you. And the word is a mirror. When we hold the mirror up, we ain't seeing nobody else. You hold that mirror up, you see yourself. You're not to see somebody else when you holding that mirror up. You are to see whomsoever you are just reading that word. The Bible says that the word is a mirror. Thank you, Jesus. Well, anyway, you when you look at the word, you look, okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Wherefore, putting away lying and speaking every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on the wrath. Okay. So, being renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man. So, this is how we're going to be renewed by the spirit of our minds. Our mind has a spirit. And they that worship God may worship God in spirit and in truth, okay? So we have to worship God in spirit and in truth. And here the Bible tells us, and that we put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and truth, and truth, true holiness, which is the word of God, okay? Uh, so let me, let me expound on it. Though they live among them, they must not, okay, let me go back. The more general exhortation to purity and holiness of heart and life, number one, it begins thus, that you and me henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. Gentiles are sinners. Gentiles are unbelievers. We're not to walk like they do. That for the time to come, you do not live and or behave ourselves as ignorant and unconverted heathens. That's how they act. Ignorant is unlearned, and unconverted means not converted to the ways of God. They're heathens, what they do. 
We are holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, guided by an understanding, employed about, let me go back, as ignorant and uncovered heathens do, who are wholly guided by an understanding and employed about vain things, their idols and their worldly possessions. That's how they're governed. Things which are no way profitable to their souls and which will deceive their expectation. Now, when I read that, okay, I'm trying to keep it as professional as possible without being too without using too much slang. But when I read that, when it said, and which will deceive their expectations, that tripped me out. Because when people do things, they have a certain expectation, be it good, bad, and or indifferent, good, bad, and or indifferent. They have a certain expectation. And the Bible, and and when I did the uh, Matthew Henry commentary, when I looked up, to get the understanding of the scriptures, it stated that it will deceive their expectations, their darkness, and the way that they walk after the old flesh. Converted Gentiles must not live as converted Gentiles do. Converted, let me clarify, converted, which are saints, must not live as unconverted Gentiles do. Though they live among them, Sodom and Gomorrah, they must not live like them, saints. Though we live among them, we might be under the same roof. I thank God for deliverance. I am so grateful. His word. Though we may live under the same roof, we may even have an attachment, like a husband and a wife. Maybe a mother and a brother. Maybe a mother and a sister. Maybe a sister and a mother, maybe a mother and a daughter, maybe a mother and a son, though we live under the same roof. Hallelujah. We do not do the things if they are unconverted that they do. The apostle takes it. I'm going to say that again. Though they live among them, we must not live like them. And it is not difficult. The Bible says the ways of the transgressor are hard. The ways of the world, the ways of the word is easy. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For my yoke is easy. He said, my burdens are light. His ways are easy. God, I thank you. The apostle takes occasion to describe the wickedness of the Gentiles' world, out of which regenerate Christians were snatched. As brands out of the fire, out of the burning. God, I thank you. Here we go. Keep on going. Their understandings were darkened. They were void of all saving knowledge, yea, ignorant of many things concerning God, which the light of nature might have taught them. They sat in darkness. That's what I was saying earlier about being in the grave. And, And I thank God for bringing me to the light. He's just such a good God. And they loved it rather than light. They love. wait, I was going to, you know what? <laughs> How can somebody like darkness rather than light? Only people, and this is what God gave me, the only people that like darkness are people that are dead. Think about it. In the grave, dead people, they in darkness. They under the ground, in them, uh, what, what they call them, 
them, um, you know, caskets, and them caskets, and they bury in darkness. The only thing that likes darkness is something that is dead. God's people are not dead. Oh, God. They sat in darkness, and they loved it rather than light. And by their ignorance, they were alienated from the life of God. Alienated, separated from God. God's life is goodness and joy and happiness and peace. And God can, people can see God's life upon somebody. Just like people can see darkness upon somebody. They were estranged, separated from, and had a dislike and aversion to a life of holiness. Which is not only that way of life which God requires and approves and by which we live to God but which resembles God himself. Like I said, people see the beauty of God when you walk it in the light, in his purity, in his righteousness, in truth and goodness. Their willful ignorance was the cause of their streaming from this life of God, which begins in light and knowledge. It begins... And light is the word, and knowledge is the knowledge of the word. The Bible speaks about God opening um, that the knowledge of my that the eyes of my understanding be open, the knowledge of my eyes be open. Growth and affected ignorance is destructive to religion and godliness. Let me say that again. Whew. Listening audience, I hope you're listening. Satan, I know you're listening because you're the prince of the power of the air. And this is especially for you and your demonic forces and your enemies. Because you will not stand and or win the battle. The war is already won. We win, God's people. Gross and affected ignorance. Hold on. I got my nose going. Y'all can't see. <laughs> Y'all know who? Nose is going every which way. I tell that fire. Gross and affected, A-F-F-E-C-T-E-D, like a disease, like a sickness. Gross and affected ignorance is destructive to religion and godliness. Just like if you get infected or affected by, what was that, uh, the Bolo, what, what was that, um, that illness that came from Africa? It affected this woman in, in, in the hospital, uh, it affected her to almost destroying her. Gross and affected ignorance destroys religion and godliness. Now, and, and what was the cause of their being thus ignorant? It was because of the hardness of their hearts. The Bible says, God said, when you hear my voice, harden. Not your heart. Let me go to that scripture. I'm going to keep on going. It was not because God did not make himself known to them. A listening audience, I would admonish you to look that scripture up. What it states is, when you hear my voice, this is God. It says, harden not your heart. Or don't allow your heart to be blind. Don't cover your heart when you hear God speaking to you about something that you've done that you shouldn't have done knowingly and or knowingly. 
that you've done knowingly and or knowingly or didn't do knowingly and or knowingly. When you hear God speaking to your heart, don't harden, but soften yourself to it and repent and say, God, forgive me. Lord, help me. God, cleanse me. God, renew me. God, save me, God. Don't harden it. Don't blind it. Let God, let the light of God come in it, that you may be free and the life of God may rest upon you. It was not because God did not make himself known to them by his works, but because they would not admit or allow the intrusive rays of the divine light. They were unlearned because they would be so. They did it intentionally. Willingly, God kept on coming, kept on coming, kept knocking at the door, kept teaching kept preaching, kept being long-suffering, kept loving, kept being kind, kept trying to pull them up and out, kept doing it, kept doing it. They stayed there because they won't. Their ignorance proceeded from their obstinacy and their hardness of their hearts. They're resisting the light and rejecting all the means of illumination and knowledge. Now, who? I love illumination. I'm going to tell you. Walk in a beautiful, beautifully lit, brilliantly lit restaurant or room. It changes the whole atmosphere. The whole dynamics of the room changes when you get illuminated. When you walk in illumination, there are lights that are even called illuminating lights. Them flipping doggone lights, you walk into them lights. Get in one of them stores that sell them lights. I tell you, you be walking in glory, just glorious, just beautiful. Their consciences were debauched and seared, who being past feeling, they had no sense. Now, wait a minute. First, the Bible says they knew it because they did it willfully. Then the word says they had no sense of their sin, nor of the misery and danger of their cause by means of it. Whereupon they gave themselves over to lasciviousness. Now, I'm going to help the devil right now. What you mean for evil, God turns it around for, the, for his saints. Good. And though those that live in the old way, the unconverted Gentiles, after their fleshly ways, and they do things to intentionally try to set up or sabotage or bring down God's people, K-N-O-W, know that God knows all things, he sees all things, he hears all things, and he knows the end at the beginning. So therefore, when your conscience has been seared and your past feeling of mercy, kindness, just um, forgiving, and you have no sense of the sin that you're doing, the expectation that you're desiring is not going to come forth nor of the misery and or danger of the, of the cause by why you did it, whereupon you've given yourself over to lasciviousness and greediness, where you do anything. Romans 1 and 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God, God, not they self, not them, not what they were doing, but God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, and convenient means, and are favorable in the sight of God's eye. So though you think you're getting away by being, you're supposed to be a saint, 
and you are living as a sinner, as an unconverted sinner, intentionally and willfully, K-N-O-W, know that God has already turned you over to a reprobate mind. And a reprobate mind means that you do unfavorable things in the sight of God's eye. You do, uh, your mind is uh, depraved, it's evil, it's wicked. Glory to God, I had 90 seconds, which is a minute and a half. They indulge themselves in their filthy lust and healing themselves up to the dominion of these thieves. And yielding, I got a minute, and yielding themselves up to the dominion, the principalities and dominions, they became the slaves and drudges of sin and the devil, working all in cleanliness and greed. They made it their common practice. God, I think it's 10 years doing the same thing, 11 years, 20 years, to commit all sorts of uncleanness, and even the most unnatural and monstrous of sins, and that with the unstable Insatiable desire. Monstrous. I had to tell myself the other day, I talked to myself in the enemy. I am not a monster. A monster. Say, unconverted Christian. A monster is that person, that insect, that lives after the old man, that lives after the hardness of their heart. I am not a monster. I'm a born-again Christian. And though I don't always meet the mark, I thank God for his, his glory, his mercy, his favor. I thank him for his faith. I thank him for his word. And I most of all thank him for bringing me out. I'd rather come out with God than to stay in with dominions and devils and uncleanliness and greediness. Listening audience, I pray that what I spoke to you today brought deliverance, brought cleanliness, brought clarity of mind of how God wants us to live, not after the old man, but after the new man, which is in Christ. It's a new life, a new way to live. And I'm going to pick this up uh, next Teaching Tuesday because I still have a bit more to teach on the new way, you know, what the new way brings, the new life, which is in Christ. Until next Teaching Tuesday, December 17th, 2019. Be blessed to be a blessing. I thank you so much for listening in and tuning in. Um, until then, I love you with the love of the Lord. God bless you, and I'll talk with you then. Bye-bye.